Hello and welcome to the Joyful Infertility Podcast. My name is Abby Clark. I am a wife, an entrepreneur, and a dog mama on a mission to help women find joy on their journey of trying to conceive. On this podcast, I'll be sharing my ongoing experience with infertility to hopefully show you how you can take your power back, take control of your life, and create joy as you wait for that miracle baby. Disclaimer, I'm not a doctor or a therapist. I'm just sharing things that I've learned through my experiences that I hope will help you on your journey. Let's get into the episode. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. And I feel like I say this every week, but I'm really excited to talk about this topic, <laughs> which I guess is a good thing because if if I wasn't excited to talk about what we're going to talk about, that probably wouldn't make for a great episode. You know what I mean? These are all things that I'm like super passionate about talking about. And this in particular is, I feel like this has been probably the biggest like life-changing thing that has happened as a result of my fertility journey. And it's something that I hope a lot of you out there can relate to. And I really, really hope that this is helpful. Um, the way I'm sort of approaching this episode is I really feel like this topic, this, you know, thing and the, the sort of tips that I'm going to talk about, the story that I'm going to tell you a little bit today is, is what like Abby three to five years ago would have really needed to hear. (laughs) And so I hope that, like I said, I hope that, that this isn't unique to me. I don't think that it is. And yeah, let's let's just dive into it. So like I said, this this has been probably the biggest thing like the biggest way that infertility has changed my life is that it actually has helped me discover my identity and discover more of who I am. And when I say it like that, I that's like obviously a really good thing and i'm i'm saying it in like you know a, a positive way because because it is it is a positive thing but it it has been a terrifying and really scary vulnerable process to go through because at the beginning of my fertility journey um my entire like sense of identity was rocked like blown open, blown apart. And I, I really feel like I I was confronted pretty intensely with the fact that, you know, it like shone a light on the fact that in a lot of ways, like I didn't have a great sense of self. I really didn't know who I was. And like I said, I hope, I hope this is relatable. I hope I'm not alone in this. I, I had struggled with like this lack of a sense of self for a long time, like years. So when we first started trying, this was in December of 2019, we had moved out of our like first house, the little apartment that we were living in, in college. I had been working a job with um, a real estate agency for a while as like a transaction coordinator. I didn't love the job. It was something that I, I was just doing because I needed to make money. And I was like, okay, like, you know, feeling ready to start um, trying to conceive because I was like, okay, this is the time it's time for me to be a mom. And and like, I, like I said, I had, I had sort of struggled with this sense of identity for years, like a really long time, basically ever since I graduated high school. (laughs) Um, So I graduated high school in 
2014 and I went straight to college and I had like a pretty rough college experience, especially my freshman year. So I think that the transition from high school to college is one of those things where like you either like love it, like people go to college and like have just the time of their lives and it's like an amazing experience or it's like a really rough, like lonely transition. And that's more how it was for me. I had had like a really tight knit group of people in high school. I was super involved in theater, like the theater um, program in high school and in like our community where I grew up. I did community theater and high school theater and like choir and stuff. So I felt like in high school, I did have a really strong sense of identity that came from like musical theater and choir and those types of things. Cause those were things that I was like so passionate about. I loved, I love storytelling. I love performing. I, I loved all of those things and I still do. Um, but that, that was like my, my major, like where my sort of identity came from in high school, if that makes sense. And I think that that's pretty typical. Like, I feel like in high school, you have like your thing or, or most people do, you know what I mean? Like you're a football player. Well, I guess most people listening to this aren't going to be football players, <laughs> but you know, like sports, you have soccer, maybe you play soccer or you are on like the, you're more like, like really into the, the academic part of, of high school and you're in all the honors classes and the AP classes and you are, are like on that side or you're in art, you do art, art stuff. I don't know what, <laughs> I'm, I'm not an artist. Um, but for me it was theater. Right. And I also had this like really pretty serious boyfriend, my senior year of high school. And when, so then college comes along and I actually did move into a dorm with like one of my best friends. So that was nice. But, um, aside from, but it, it was like one of those situations where she she had been my best friend since like kindergarten and I loved her. We had a lot of things in common, but she wasn't part of that like theater circle, if that makes sense. And those like all of my theater friends that I spent the most time with went to different schools. So I did have my my one friend, which was a saving grace. I, I loved living with her and she's amazing. We're still close. Um, but, and then my, my boyfriend went, he left to go, um, serve a mission for our church for two years. So I did feel very isolated. And the thing with like college theater is you can't just jump right into college theater the same way that you can in high school, at least where I was, I went to, um, BYU and the audition process and stuff like like I said, you don't just like waltz in and be like, hello, I'd like to join the theater program. Like that's not how it works. My plan was to major in musical theater and I couldn't even declare that as my major my freshman year. I had to audition to be accepted into the musical theater major during my freshman year of school. So I was like pre- musical theater major. So I was taking like art classes or not art classes, but you, you know, like I took a theater class. I was, I actually was in, um, the women's chorus at BYU, but it wasn't the same as like college choir. It was so huge, like so huge. There were so many people. It, it didn't have the same sense of like community. And some of that is on me. I wasn't great at like putting myself out there <laughs> and trying to make friends, I I really ended up kind of retreating into myself, which wasn't, 
it surprised me. I, I felt like I was a pretty social outgoing person in high school, but for some reason in college, I, I really felt super isolated. And I, I promise this, this is all going somewhere. I'm, I'm being kind of long-winded, but, but this is all, this is all context. Okay. To get to where I am now. <laughs> um, so basically what happened is throughout that experience, my, my freshman year to make a long story slightly shorter, um, by the end of my freshman year of college throughout lots of different experiences, I kind of decided that theater wasn't it. It's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. There were a lot of things about kind of the, I don't know, the, the politics surrounding theater and stuff that, that I didn't love. Anyway, I don't, I don't need to get into all of that. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to make a long story somewhat short here. Basically, like I said, through a series of events, I decided theater is not one, what I wanted to major in. It's not what I wanted to do. It's something that I still really love. Like the majority of the music that I listen to is still musical theater. I still love going to see shows, all of those things, but it just, I, I, I decided that it wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So actually at that point, after my freshman year of, of college, I decided that I wanted to um, do the same thing that my boyfriend was doing and serve a mission for, for my church. So that's what I did. And if you're not familiar with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or the Mormon Church, basically uh, you decide you want to go on a mission, you like submit this application, I guess is a good word for it. <laughs> um, and then the church tells you where to go. So I was assigned to go to Oregon um, for a year and a half. So I left at the end of 2015 and was in Oregon um, teaching people about Jesus for a year and a half. And it was an amazing experience. And I learned a lot about myself and about my relationship with God. That was like the most intense like part of my spiritual life that I think I've ever had. I felt like I really came to know who God was and, and who Jesus is. And it was it was life changing in so many ways. I learned a lot about myself um, through that experience, especially spiritually. And that's actually where I met my husband. He was a missionary there too. And you can guess that I ended up breaking up with my high school boyfriend. <laughs> um, and after uh, John and I both came home, we reconnected and started dating. And ended up getting married. So I'm so grateful for that experience. It was sort of, I, I want to say like the beginning of like where the, the first little seeds were planted kind of, of me learning who I really am. And then obviously, like I said, it, it led me to my husband. So that is an experience that I'm, I'm so grateful for. So then I, my husband and I, um, we were both going to BYU. So as the the semester that like we were back from our missions, we were engaged and doing college. We got married and we were there for a couple of years. I did a couple more years of college and it was better because I like was married and had my my amazing best friend of a husband <laughs> to to uh, be there with me. I didn't feel the same sense of isolation that I did my freshman year, but college itself was still um, difficult because I really struggled to figure out 
what I wanted to major in. When I came back from my mission, I um, was majoring in family studies because, and this all ties in, because really the only thing that I knew about myself was that I wanted to be a mom. Motherhood was like the thing that I could always fall back on. That like, even if I couldn't figure out anything else (laughs) about myself, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I didn't really know who I was, except I knew I wanted to be a mom. It was like the one part of my identity that like, I have been sure of that my entire life. Motherhood and the desire for motherhood has always been a big part of me. So even though I really like struggled, like I said, with the rest of my identity, I wasn't really forced to come to terms with the fact that, that that's all I knew about myself (laughs) because I, I was just counting on the fact that, that when we were ready, I could just get pregnant and start doing the mom thing. So I actually bounced around like a lot of different majors. Obviously my first plan was theater. And then I was doing family studies. I thought about doing marriage and family therapy. I thought about doing, Um, I was like in a business major for a while. I took some business classes. I have thought about doing like nutrition. I've thought about doing like personal training. I actually like almost got certified to be a personal trainer. I have been a real estate agent. I've been all over the place trying to figure this out. And it, like I said, I feel like it wasn't until I was forced to confront this fact that I didn't know who I was um, that, that I could really figure it out. And it's one of the reasons that I'm really grateful for this infertility experience, because I really think this would have eventually caught up to me because it it just has to like, th- this has been something that I've been struggling with for years and years. But again, like I had that crutch. This was honestly how I felt for years was that I was just kind of biding my time until we were ready to have kids biding my time, trying to, you know, trying a bunch of different things, trying to figure it out, but, but still just really like biding my time until I could get pregnant and be a mom. Like I said, I I think this would have eventually caught up to me, like in some other universe, if you know, an alternate reality, I had gotten pregnant right away and just jumped right into motherhood. Eventually I would have, you know, like probably had some kind of breakdown when I'm sitting with like three small children and just like dying inside and realizing that outside of being a mom, I have like no idea who I am. I think that would have happened. This all would have eventually caught up to me, like I said. And infertility has forced me to figure that out now before I'm a mom. And I'm like I said, I'm so grateful for that because I think this is going to enable me to be a better person, (laughs) number one, and a happier, healthier person, but also a better mother in the future. Um, Obviously, like I don't have it all figured out. I'm still learning so much about myself on what feels like a like weekly, daily basis, but I know so much more about myself than I used to. I have learned things like I'm a creative person. I I used to have a very like limited idea of what creativity was. I used to think that like, because I wasn't like an artist, like I didn't draw or paint or something that I wasn't creative, but I actually am a very creative person. I love 
to create. It's one of the things that I love about makeup so much. And that's why I love theater, right? And I have like, if I, I am a creative, I'm a creative person I've learned. And what's been cool is that I've learned how to incorporate my like love for theater and performing into my day-to-day life, which is like so cool you know, through, through my Instagram and through my podcast and my makeup business, things like that. I I've been able to kind of incorporate that side of me into an actual like career, which is really awesome. (laughs) Um, I've learned that I'm really resilient. I can, I am so much stronger than I thought I was. If you, you know, had, had told me three years ago, Um, when we very first started trying to conceive that this journey would last at least three years, Abby three years ago would have absolutely just like disintegrated at the thought of doing this for three years, but I've done it and I'm here and I'm actually so much of a happier, like more well-rounded person (laughs) than I was um, three years ago. And this has even come down lately to re-examining, like this has literally forced me to re-examine every single part of of who I am. And I've talked about this a little bit. A big thing has been, I've really taken a microscope to my spiritual beliefs. And that has been a really big game changer for me recently. And I've, I've kind of talked about maybe doing a podcast episode about this. And I've gotten some feedback from you guys that you might like to hear that. So, so that episode might be coming sometime in the future. I don't know. I, I got to figure out how, how I want to talk about that. Um, but it, cause it has been like a really, a really big life-changing thing for me to sort of re-examine my beliefs around God. And, um, it's been, it's been really cool, <laughs> but even like small things too, like recently I've been really trying to figure out what my like style is like, clothes, <laughs> which sounds silly. Like that's a silly small thing, but it's, again, it's just another way for me to feel like I have a sense of self. I know the things that I like, and there might be some of you out there who like, this is not something that you struggle with. Like my husband and my sister <laughs> both have personality types where like, they don't, they've never really, I don't think they've struggled with that as much. Like my husband, especially like, I feel like he just has always like known exactly who he is and the things he likes. He knows his opinion on things. Like he's just, he's very good at that. And for me, that doesn't come as naturally, which I think can sometimes just be a personality thing. Like I've I've talked about the Enneagram before on here. If you're familiar with the Enneagram, my husband is an eight, which is, that's like very classic, you know, eight, it's sort of a trademark of like their personality is like, they're very sure of themselves. They know they have strong opinions. They know who they are. They have that sense of identity. And I am a nine, which is sort of the opposite. (laughs) Nines are kind of known for lacking a sense of identity and a sense of self. And so even like small things, like figuring out like what clothes I like to wear and like I've been doing things like figuring out, oh, what's my body type and and how to like dress in a way that flatters my body type because that's part of who I am. And I don't know, it's it's been really cool um, just the way that this this has kind of like cropped up in so many different areas in my life. And also my weaknesses have been highlighted too. That's, that's part of this as well. 
it, it's a painful process. It's you end up feeling like I feel like I have been like cracked open, cracked wide open, and all everything has been like on display in my own brain, if that makes sense. And it's been really painful at times, but really awesome at times. And what's cool about like me discovering more about what my weaknesses are is that now I can, you know, approach them in a healthy way to try and improve myself and and become more of the person that that I want to be. So if you are feeling like this, if you are feeling like infertility has sort of given you this like lack of identity because you wanted to be a mom and and you you can't right now and you're not sure who you are outside of that, here's how I would recommend like sort of getting started down this path. And this, I know that this is going to sound super cheesy and cliche, but genuinely it all starts with um, a vision, right? I, I feel like if you've ever taken any kind of like business class or self-development course or anything like this is what everybody talks about but it's for a reason like there's a reason that vision boards work right it's because if you are just walking through life like aimless with no sense of direction and no like goal that you're reaching towards you're not ever going to get anywhere because you don't have a set thing that you're that you're working towards right you you you're just wandering around with no no goal in mind So I want you to ask yourself, like, what do you want your life to look like with or without kids? Like either way, I'd really encourage you to take some time to like sit down and write this down or visualize it. Like I said, vision boards are really helpful. I actually just listened to a podcast yesterday from um, this awesome guy on Instagram. His name is Brett um, Shuford, Brett Shuford. He's like, a coach for, for creators and stuff. And he really loves Disney and just, he speaks my language y'all <laughs> because you guys know that I love Disney and I love Disneyland. And he gave this really cool analogy for how to look at vision, which like I said, like I said, this is totally my language. It probably is not going to speak to everyone, but I'm going to talk about it because it really spoke to me. He used the analogy of Disneyland to think about like vision. So if you've ever been to Disneyland or Disney World or any of the Disney parks, you know, when you enter, um, if if we're talking about Disney World, uh, this is Magic Kingdom specifically. And if you enter Disneyland, you enter and you walk down Main Street, right? That's like the first thing that you walk down. And right at the end of Main Street is the castle. This is actually my my favorite place in Disneyland is Main Street and walking down to the castle. Like if you've ever been to Disneyland, my like happy place, my favorite place is to sit right in front of the Jolly Holiday Cafe because you get this awesome view of the castle like to your left. Tomorrowland is sort of right in front of you. And then on the right is like Main Street. You can see Main Street. I love the music that plays there. (laughs) I love watching people walk around. I love the view of the castle. And it's, it's my absolute favorite part of the parks. I could literally sit there for hours. When we were there in January, I would. I would just go to Disneyland and sit in that spot and just like soak it all in. I love it. (laughs) So again, this is why this analogy really speaks to me. When you enter the park and you're walking down Main Street, you can see the castle right there. And the, the castle, that is your vision. And that's what they started with when they started Disneyland is like, what, what's going to be like our, 
the the like main landmark, right? That you you got to have one. You got to have like this central landmark that that people can come to, and it's become so iconic, right? The the Disneyland castles like iconic. And you can do this for your own life. You can visualize your own castle. Your castle is your vision of what you want your life to look like. And if you have this castle built, this castle standing there and you enter the park, it keeps you from getting distracted, right? As you walk down Main Street and you're navigating through all the people and the balloons and the sights and the sounds, you know where you're going. You are headed towards that big, beautiful pink castle, right? <laughs> or or wherever it is that you're going. If you're going over to to Tomorrowland or I don't I don't maybe that doesn't work with the analogy, but you you know that you're you're walking towards the castle. That that's where you need to go, right? And so, like I said, I, I really would encourage you to sit down and really think about this. And I, I would encourage you to like, like get it out on paper somehow, write things down. Like, what do you look like in, in your, your ideal world, your vision, your, your, the, the person that you want to be, what does she look like? What does she do every day? How does she eat every day? What does her routine look like? Et cetera, et cetera. Right. You can get really specific about, about these things. And it's super, super powerful. I like I said, I know this sounds cheesy. I know it sounds cliche, but but it's cliche for a reason because it really does work. And then once you've got that that castle built, that vision, you can see it, you can see that version of yourself that you want to become, then you can start implementing things on how to make that vision a reality, right? Vision is the what, and then we talk about the how. And you can start implementing things and they don't have to be big things, right? Just like start implementing one to two new things every day, right? Start small and it it, it really doesn't have to be big. Like say, okay, I'm going to take a 10 minute walk every day outside, or I'm going to start cooking at home one more night a week than I usually do. I'm going to start this new supplement because I think this will be really helpful for me. I'm going to go to the gym one more time a week than, than, I am now. I'm going to start journaling every single day. Whatever it is, you can start to take those baby steps to create the person that you want to become. And this, like I said, is something that obviously is going to help you be a better person, but it's also going to help you be a better parent when that time comes. Because I really believe that it will come for most of us, right? hopefully all of us. <laughs> so anyways, that is what has been on my mind recently and is kind of the journey that I think I'm going to just continue to go on. It's been, you know, a journey five, six, eight years maybe in the making at this point <laughs> and will will continue to be so. I really hope that this was helpful come over to Instagram. Tell me what you thought. Tell me your thoughts on this. And I will talk to you next week. <laughs>